0: Hi, it's David here. Thank you for listening to the Leader Coronavirus Daily. We're bringing you news, interviews, analysis and special features every day at 4pm. Please do subscribe to make sure you don't miss out. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is the Leader Coronavirus Daily. Hi, I'm David Marsland. The government's COVID-19 advisory groups lost one of its top scientists after he broke his own lockdown rules. But does that make the UK safer?
1: The government's about to make decisions on how it wants to get out of lockdown. We're going to get a speech by the Prime Minister. This is the moment to have the advice of the people who helped shape the policy from the start
0: involved. Our Associate Editor Julian Glover on the resignation of Professor Neil Ferguson. Also. I've
2: decided after... A lot of thought that I will not be running in the delayed and extended election to be Mayor of London next year.
0: Rory Stewart's blaming the pandemic as he quits the race for Mayor of London. The Evening Standard City Hall editor Ross Lydell on what that could mean for the rest of the runners. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the Leader Coronavirus Daily. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the resignation of Professor Neil Ferguson.
3: This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the Axa Startup Angel Competition.
2: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash
0: upgrade. Until he quit, Professor Neil Ferguson was one of the leading coronavirus experts on the government's SAGE advisory panel. His loss from that is significant. But in the opening question to Boris Johnson for their first ever PMQs encounter, Labour's new leader, Sakir Starmer, wasn't interested in why one of the creators of the lockdown rules had broken his own guidelines to meet his lover. During this pandemic, there are bigger issues to deal with.
1: At least 29,427 people in the UK have now lost their lives to this dreadful virus. That's now the highest number in Europe. It's the second highest in the world. That's not success or apparent success. So can the Prime Minister tell us how on earth did it come to this? At every stage as uh, we took the decisions that we did, we were governed by one overriding principle and aim, and that was to save lives and to protect our NHS. And I, I believe that of course there will be a time to look at what decisions we took and whether. Uh, we could have taken
0: different decisions. Shortly after, the Prime Minister also announced a new target for 200,000 tests a day by the end of this month. The battle against COVID-19 goes on without Professor Neil Ferguson. But our editorial column is concerned an expert with his knowledge can be lost so easily at a time when they're so needed.
3: Professor Neil Ferguson resigned, and you can see why. It's the usual way to manage a story like this, but the consequences are absurd. His knowledge remains vital, but because he met his lover when he shouldn't have done, he will not be able to explain himself in person when Sage meets. Early on in the crisis, Scotland's chief medical officer, Catherine Coldwood, also had to resign after making two trips to her second home. Lots of people got cross, and it was an idiotic thing to do. But is Scotland safer because she went? Surely not. Is Britain safer because Professor Ferguson has resigned? Definitely not. Flawed people who do foolish things can still offer good advice. Losing Professor Ferguson from SAGE now, as plans are being made to ease rules, is madness.
0: The Evening Standard Associate Editor Julian Glover is with me over the phone now. And Julian, is there any way Neil Ferguson could have held on to his job after breaking the rules that the public has to follow?
1: We're very good in Britain at rushing around sometimes, demanding people resign from a job, and then forgetting why they resigned at all. And I think that's what is going to happen with Neil Ferguson, except this time it's even more important. He's the guy who's been helping shape the government's approach to coronavirus. He's the person who warned that deaths would spiral to some extraordinary height. The NHS would be overwhelmed. He's the one who really triggered the government decision to go into lockdown. He didn't take the decision himself, but his modelling, his advice was the thing that tipped us into it. And it turns out he's sort of broken lockdown, as it's been reported in different newspapers today.
0: Yes, the lockdown that you and I, the general public, have to follow. Isn't this all a bit one rule for you and one rule for me, Julian? But I don't think that's the big issue. There are two things we need to
1: worry about and ask ourselves. One, has he provided the right advice? And two, does him staying in his post help us fight coronavirus and get through this quicker? Well, on one, the balance of is he did, not everybody agrees. History... We'll have to judge it in the future, but we can't say for sure. Certainly, this is isn't a time to stop taking his advice just because we're not sure about it. Two, does his staying in the job make a difference? Yes, it must do. The government's about to make decisions on how it wants to get out of lockdown. We're going to get a speech by the Prime Minister. This is the moment to have the advice of the people who helped shape the policy from the start involved. Instead, we've got this really absurd situation. He's going to keep doing research. He's going to keep... Uh, leading the Imperial College work, as he should, but he's not going to be allowed to sit on the SAGE committee, the key body that debates and discusses different aspects of science and advises the government. He's not going to be there because twice his lover visited him in his house during lockdown. No one was actually infected, but it was an obvious breach of the rules. It was really stupid, and he said that. He obviously regrets doing it. So do other people who've done things that break the rules, some of them around government. We've seen people not socially distancing in photographs. Well, we've just got to get over that and get on with it.
0: So where does this leave the government's coronavirus strategy? I mean, he wasn't the only scientist working with them. Now that he's resigned very, very quickly, do they just move on? Him standing down might shut the
1: story down for a day, but the long-term consequences won't be great. I wish we didn't keep having these moments in Britain when people suddenly have to resign for things and we can't remember why. Sometimes the people who should resign don't. In the end, we'll judge Ferguson by whether he got his advice right and the decisions from it were right. We won't know that for a long time, by which point we'll have forgotten everything about whether somebody came round to see him in his house a few weeks ago.
4: Next who is going to gain from Rory Stewart's absence. Will it be Sadiq? Will it be Sean Bailey?
0: City Hall editor Ross Lydall and why Rory Stewart is no longer running for mayor. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delaglio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title Will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
2: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
0: Rory Stewart is out of the London mayor race. He made the announcement in the Evening Standard, saying the coronavirus crisis has made it impossible for him to campaign. And he's released a video on social media.
2: It's been difficult. It's been driven partly by coronavirus. It's been driven also, of course, by the difficulties of keeping an independent campaign going properly for another 12 months unexpectedly. But what I wanted to say, above all at this moment, is the deepest heartfelt gratitude everything that you've
0: done to work with us. Our City Hall editor Ross Lydell is with me on the phone and Rory Stewart's blaming the pandemic lockdown for this decision, Ross, but he was quite far behind in the polls.
4: Back in March, Queen Mary University of London found he was in third place on 13% with Sadiq almost getting half of the votes outright on the first vote. He was on 49%. So Rory's chances didn't look great Uh, and if it was a betting man, I probably wouldn't have put any money on him. But however, he was gaining ground. He'd only started his campaign in October. So he started from a very late position and he was gradually getting noticed. But uh, it's not the case really that we've lost the next mayor here. It was somebody who was essentially going to enliven the race, who was quite a dramatic entry to it and uh, who would really had some very interesting ideas to listen to. So he made quite a notable intervention, but I think it was unlikely he was actually going to win. I managed to speak to him just uh, prior to today's uh, Exclusive in the Evening Standard and asked him as well who he would be backing or endorsing in the uh, mayoral race next year, and he said actually he preferred not to endorse NMD. His view was he'd got to know each of the candidates, and without being rude or unkind to them, felt that he wasn't in an impartial position, and therefore it was probably best for him to stay neutral in terms of uh, giving NMD's backing, which he declined to do.
0: Rory Stewart's Tory Party rival Sean Bailey has wished him well, Ross, on social media. But will Sean Bailey be looking for an endorsement
4: from Rory Stewart now? People might think at first glance that Sean, as the Tory candidate, would have most to gain. It seems, though, from what Rory told me a couple of months ago when I was asking him where he was picking up his votes, he said actually most had come from the Lib Dems and some from the Greens. So it was actually the case that the Tory vote had held quite firm with Sean Bailey and that Rory had pretty much eaten into the middle ground and that with the end result potential that none of them would have had any chance of defeating Sadiq. Quite how things will change in a year's time, it's very hard to predict, you know, who would have thought we would be in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic. I think what may happen is that this race will become a bit more staid, a bit less exciting, a bit more London-y and it won't really reach beyond the capital in terms of interesting the rest of the country. But on the face of it, Sean Bailey should at least not lose any more votes. He would look to consolidate his Tory heartland support. He should come second in the first round of voting and then in the runoff for Sadiq. He would hope to do respectively well. But really, I think the message from today is that Sadiq is the one who's going to win most out of Rory deciding not to take part. Could Sadiq Khan pick up any stray Rory Stewart voters? The only person who hasn't seemed to have responded so far is Sadiq Khan. Uh, that, of course, may change later today. Uh, but Sadiq's tactic, certainly, was first to try and ignore the presence of Rory Stewart. He didn't want to use his name. And then, after that, it uh, sort of ceased to make any sense. He then said all runners and riders were welcome to join the race too. I think that's a reflection that Sadiq was a bit worried by Rory and didn't really look forward to having to go head to head with him in a debate. Rory quite potentially could have wiped the floor with Sadiq here. Uh, Sadiq is a great sort of machine politician. He's great at getting his vote out, but he's not the best public speaker in the world. We should have to wait and see whether Sadiq actually does join the others in saying, "Uh, sorry to see you go Rory.
0: And that's the Leader Coronavirus Daily. You can keep up with all the latest COVID-19 developments with the Evening Standard's live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. And we also have morning briefings available at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm.